0: Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's better than this? Guys being dudes.
1: What's up, guys? It's dude time here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I am Kyle Krabs, Director of Scouting and NDT Scouting, NFL Draft Analyst for FanRag Sports. And I am joined by Joe Marino, also of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports. We are the Draft Dudes. And just because it's the middle of June, don't think we don't have stuff to talk about on this show. Uh, we are really excited. We, you know, we've spent since uh, we finished our draft coverage back in Uh, the beginning of May, end of April, Joe and I have spent some time talking about a potential itinerary. You know, this is uh, the cool thing for me, is each year that I've been with T Scouting, I have the chance to go watch uh, games live, get credentialed and go to games and and make scouting notes. And every year that I've done it, I've added more and more games. Uh, Last year, I added a couple of firsts. I went all the way down about as far south as you can go for college football in this country. I went to University of Miami for a game and head out to the uh, the Midwest and got to go to Iowa and see uh, Iowa-Michigan. So uh, really starting to expand our, our reach. And now that I have Joe set up and we have this tremendous network with FanRag Sports, uh, we really feel like we have the opportunity to do something really special with our draft coverage this year, which is why we are uh, – looking at a travel itinerary we're looking for a scouting itinerary for the 2017 season it's uh games and and programs that we're planning on seeing we're planning on getting credentialed many of these schools uh i've already had the chance at least in my area and vicinity to get credentialed to Uh, some new ones some road trips some some plane trips some stuff that we're gonna get into a little bit today on the show but before we do joe happy hump day brother how are we Happy Hump Day! I'm good, Kyle.
2: Um, man, you know one thing we haven't touched on, and uh, I guess we were just saving it for it all to finish. But Stanley Cup, NBA Finals—they're—they're they're gone. What's up, man? You got any takes here on on
1: these uh, these events? Yeah, if you don't think LeBron James is not the best player on the planet right now, you're dumb. Yes. Um, I cannot help but appreciate how good of a hockey player Sidney Crosby is. Uh, but I was really rooting to see Nashville win just because their mm-hmm. fans were lit. Like that's, that's the kind of place I could go watch a hockey game. Uh, I would not be drinking beer out of a catfish though. You can count me <laughs> out on that. Uh, that Man, I don't know if that's a controversial take oh, or not,
2: but you, you've uncovered so much uh, in that. Um, so, LeBron, yeah, he's the best in the world, and and I just the basketball Twitter debates are so exhausting. They're and every disgusting. everybody, yeah, yeah it's well, everything has to be compared to Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant. Look, Kevin Durant's great. LeBron's great. All right, what, how do you feel great.
1: about Durant leaving oh. Oklahoma City for for Golden State though?
2: Okay, so just make him like he's a normal human being and uh, has an opportunity to go to the best company in the world, make as much money as he possibly can, have a lot of fun, achieve all the highest of heights he can for his field, and and people want to
1: criticize him for that? No, it's fun. He did what... Did you watch uh, any of the finals? Absolutely. Okay, well then you would know it's not fun because it made it boring as hell. For him as an individual, so I'm not
2: talking about the consumer. I'm talking about Kevin Durant. I don't blame him for what he did. Good for Dude, him. It's like
1: He's... playing Madden on rookie. Just walk, you go walk out there and just not understood. Care but win, should Kevin? It's not, not fair to points. criticize Kevin Durant
2: for that for making this choice. Why people criticize LeBron James for doing it? Um, I don't I don't agree with that either. So I I don't have
1: any reason to criticize either one of those players. Here's the biggest thing about the NBA that bothers me is that we talk about how LeBron started all the super teams. Um, yeah. <laughs> did anybody no. watch the Bulls in the 90s? Right, did anybody you're... watch the Celtics Lakers. and Lakers in the 70s? Like, those were dynasty teams. Yeah. Don't it's say just... here and me that LeBron started super teams just because he left Cleveland and signed with Chris Bosh. Look at Boston when they had Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett. That was super that was and Rondo, that was a quote unquote super team first. Yeah. The
2: only team and we, hat tip to the Detroit Pistons who won the NBA championship with Ben Wallace, Chauncey Bullops, Richard Hamilton, and Rasheed Wallace. I mean, by by all accounts compared <laughs> to all the rest of these, you know, yeah. Shaq and Kobe type things, uh, that was friggin' impressive. Yeah. That, um,
1: just because they, they had no
2: business with it. Just played defense and scored eighty points right. a game. And and then the Spurs were an anomaly. They all of it's homegrown, basically yeah. with Duncan and
1: and and, uh... and Duncan's first championship with uh, David Robinson. Like oh, that man. was one of my earlier memories of NBA basketball, and that was a fun team. And those two were just a tremendous duo.
2: Yeah, uh, on the Stanley Cup, I have to agree with you, Kyle. I haven't cared about hockey in a long time. Uh, It's been an irrelevant thing for me. I grew up in Buffalo, moved to Charlotte when I was 11. Charlotte is not a hockey town at all. It's ACC basketball. So it's not anything but ACC basketball and NASCAR here. And, And so I liked hockey growing up. I followed the Sabres, loved it, moved here. Not a person cares about it. I didn't like hockey enough to, you know, to not be in a community where it was important for me to continue to care about it. There was something about this finals, and I agree with you, in that it was the Nashville fans. Uh, just to see how that city rallied around that team and uh, all the, the pub and, and just won people over, and I wanted them to win. Um, I'm disappointed that they didn't. They were much better than Pittsburgh for a lot of the of the series, but um, it yeah, really recaptured Game five was it.
1: a backbreaker. Oh, you know? the, the 6, six nothing, nothing game? Yeah, yeah. That.
2: That goalie couldn't stop anything in Pittsburgh. No, Rene or whatever, Pekka. He, yeah, the dude. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know hockey ins and outs. But that was fun. The catfish thing. It was all fun, and I am interested for the first time in a long time in hockey. So that series was uh, was really fun, and I'm I guess I'm somewhat excited to see.
1: If uh, the Buffalo Sabers can be decent next year, oh, I was going to say, are we going to get on the Smashville bandwagon? But... Oh
2: no, no, no! I'm not doing that. I'm, I stay, stay true. I mean, I grew up big time into this. You know, back when the Sabers were good and in uh, competed for the dude, Dominic
1: Kassik was like the bomb, oh, dude. He, he and he was just stands he, on his head,
2: the dude, and he would just leave the crease all the time. Uh, and, and he was just, like, <laughs> driving me crazy. But yeah, he was a stud and. and Pat Lafontaine, Alexander McIlvany, Rob Ray—I mean, that was a lot of my childhood growing up with those guys. And,
1: and... did they win or lose the year they played Dallas? Now, the stars? Are you serious?
2: Is this a dagger right now? No goal.
1: Brett Holman the crease. I mean, I, I remembered the incident, but I no, don't. It... I honestly did not remember which team won.
2: It's it's no goal, uh, but yeah, Buffalo lost that, and yeah, Buffalo doesn't have any championships ever. So in any sport,
1: I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, if it makes yeah, you sure feel better, will. I I'm a hockey free agent. Um oh! I, do, I do not have a, a true team, a rooting team. Uh but I would like to find one. Well, so I if, think that's something you got to do. I know. I got to commit.
2: I'm I, committed now. I I'm committed Ryan Blaney for
1: NASCAR. I'm in. i yeah, Cuz he won you front runner. Absolutely. Yeah. I I I Wanted gave Pocono a my my backyard racetrack, right? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely.
2: So I'm, I, I am all in on Ryan Blaney for NASCAR. Kyle is a free agent hockey fan, which doesn't make any sense to me, but um... Well,
1: I appreciate the sport. I appreciate okay. the skill and the insanity that it takes to play the sport. Hockey players. Have you <laughs> ever watched Blue Mountain State? You ever see Blue uh, Mountain State the show? No.: no. There's a scene where Thad Castle is um, he, he's the star college player, uh, team captain. He's like stereotypical, like Meathead Jock. Uh, linebacker so he's a, he's a big dummy uh, and he's talking about hockey players and he talks about how crazy hockey players are because they play their sport with knives on the bottom of their feet yep and hockey players are a a brand of their own that is very very true. Uh, my sister's getting married in about ten days and uh, she's getting married to a former hockey player and uh, his bachelor party I had a chance to go to and it was all hockey players. And man, they are like every hockey stereotype about like a hockey dude. It's absolutely true. It's amazing.
2: And evidently, you can have Carrie Underwood as your wife if you're a hockey player. Oh,
1: stop. So Just don't bring it up.
2: We've we've really gone uh, gone wrong in our lives, Kyle. But uh, you need to pick a team. i You don't like. I mean, you grew up in Pennsylvania. You've got the Penguins. You've got the Flyers. Well, I
1: feel like it would be a little a uh, little shoddy to pick the Penguins now, don't you? Oh no, yeah, you can't do that. After but I mean, why, why didn't you? Why haven't you already been committed? I don't. I don't I mean, like Mario Lemieux growing up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know who I used to like? I used to like Pavel Bure for the Florida Panthers, the Russian Rocket. Yes. Yeah, he was he was my favorite hockey player as a kid. Just because so he, I... he had a badass nickname. Florida Panthers? Is that your allegiance Kyle? Uh, no, I mean I'm I'm not. What are you looking for? What's what's some of the traits you're looking for fun. in this hockey team? You gotta play fast, okay. You gotta play fast. You gotta play fun. Um, I I like a spectacular goaltender. Um, I'm kind of partial to the L.A. Kings because their uh, one of their affiliates was in Reading, Pennsylvania, which is where uh, just outside of where my high school was. I was in the suburbs, so I actually got to watch Brian Quick play minor league hockey for two years. Okay, uh, so that's uh, I don't know. Just uh, listeners, present me your case for why I should root for your hockey team, and don't tell uh, me the Flyers. I can't root for Philadelphia sports
2: or any others that people need to know. You are out.
1: I am out automatically. Flyers, out. I I can't do Penguins just because it's it's a pride thing for me. I can't get on with back to back Stanley Cup champions as a oh yeah, I'm a Penguins fan. <laughs> it's not gonna fly, and and I know it's not gonna fly. So we're not gonna pre- we're not gonna pretend like it's even a possibility.
2: Okay. All right. So there. And
1: Buffalo's out. I can't do Buffalo. I'm sorry. Okay. Quick
2: explanation as to why. It's it's Buffalo. Jack Eichel, man. Okay. Be part of something special. A team that's (laughs) been long suffering with a great player that's up and coming. Yeah. Let me jump on the bandwagon of a team that has no championships ever. Right. You should. That's exactly why you should pick it, so that you're not
1: accused of. Why? So I'm self-loathing and miserable all the time? That's yes, Kyle. Yes. Join my misery. That's we got to have something always the funnest part of football season is when you start getting optimistic about the bill. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> for that one week. Uh, yeah. You know? That one week where you're like, this is the year we're turning around.
2: <laughs> oh man. Um, let's uh, let's save
1: that discussion for another yeah, time. Let's let's bury the hatchet here. We're, we're hitting the road, Kyle. We're, we're hitting, hitting hit the road, road this, this year. That's right. Um, I mean, I guess I'll start with, you know, we're gonna, just going to talk about a couple of the programs. Uh, our, our itinerary has 17 programs that finished in the AP Top 25 at the end of 2016. So there's a lot of really good football programs. Uh, some of these schools have already been credentialed to. Uh, West Virginia's one. Uh, I just finished just running back Justin Crawford's uh, pre-senior season assessment for NT Scouting. He's a fun slasher runner. He's a one-cut guy. He's a space runner. Uh, He needs to round out his skill set. But you take somebody like that and you put him in an offense like Dana Holgerson's, and you have the potential of Will, Will Greer from Florida being the quarterback there this year. Holy cow. There's a lot of potential there for an explosive chunk play offense, both in the passing game and in the ground. So I'm really excited to see Will Greer get put into place there how he's able to run Dana's offense, and how Justin Crawford's able to take advantage of that. As a uh, a guy that you get him in thin boxes, he's going to make you pay. He's going to get a lot of chunk yards.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited about getting over to North Carolina. I had my first taste uh, of the campus and getting to know some of the people there when I went to the Pro Day this year to see – Mitchell Trubisky and their whole slew of guys, all those receivers, Switzer and Howard and, uh, and, and uh, Mac Collins and T.J. Logan, Elijah Hood, uh, the, the defensive tackle, Nazir Jones. So I'm really excited to get back over there. One player, uh, I was trying to do some preliminary work. Everybody that was connected to the program, some of the recruiting people, some of the weight room people, uh, I, I asked them, I said, you know, you guys are losing a ton of guys this year. Who do I need to know about for next year? And there was a these guys lit up when they started talking about MJ Stewart, uh, their cornerback, Uh, very speak very highly of of the worker he is and how talented he is as a cover man. Uh, So I am very excited to get eyes on him. And then uh, some of their their up and coming guys that, uh, you know, you take that macro view, you're not necessarily going in looking for. A certain player but letting it come to you you they're locked into Coach Fedora there now they just gave him an extension so they're building some consistency and some success that really that program's not had in a long long time Uh, so uh, I'm really excited about some of the connections I have at North Carolina uh, getting up there uh, this fall and, and Focusing on MJ Stewart, but then just kind of getting that macro view of, of the rest of the talent in that roster. We've seen a lot of talent come through North Carolina, and, and they play a, a ton of uh, you know, talent in the ACC. Really, uh, the, the ACC is putting a lot of, of premier talent into the NFL, and I'm uh, really excited to get eyes
1: on those guys. You know, can I just tell you how jealous I am that you live in Charlotte? oh season. It's, it's great like let's let's stop and think for a split second about what's within like a four hour radius of you yes you've got university of tennessee mm-hmm. right you've got atlanta you've got athens georgia columbia south carolina you've got clemson you've got north carolina duke and nc state you've probably got virginia techs probably in that radius as well and university of virginia am i forgetting anybody Duke, Wake Forest, East
2: Carolina, Appalachian State. Uh, I mean... Uh, yeah, it's silly. It, you Georgia like, Tech.
1: You literally yeah. don't even have to leave your backyard. Ev- everything you just said is within four hours of my house. Let's see. What's within four hours of my house? Uh, Maryland. Mm. Delaware. Mm. Temple. Mm. Uh, Penn State. Rutgers. Um... I think that's about it. Well, Kyle, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, like, if, Pitt- if you're looking for a new Pittsburgh, place to win. Pittsburgh is five, five and a half. West Virginia is five and a half, six. Uh, Ohio State's going to be eight or so. Um, I am making the road trip uh, to Ann Arbor for a game. This is the plan. Uh, I'll probably be flying to uh, South Bend if all goes according to plan so i've I've got a couple travel trips, and you know what? One thing I have not been able to check off as far as boxes for NDT scouting and getting credentialed. I was really excited to get the profile spread across uh, the ACC's been great for us. Uh, I finally got the Big Ten to recognize that I am uh, I exist and get credentialed for a couple games. I got Iowa and Maryland to credential me for games last year. I haven't gotten any SEC credentials, and I haven't gotten any Pac-12 credentials. But, Joe, one of those is changing this year. I'm making a West Coast trip, and we're going to get some Pac-12 football in this year. Uh, We've got a lot of contacts through FanRag Sports over in Arizona. So uh, I'm I'm targeting a weekend in which Arizona and Arizona State play on different days and making like a long weekend out of it and uh, getting a chance to see some Pac-12 football and and some of the uh, teams that those guys are playing. Obviously, the Pac-12's got good programs from last year. Uh, USC's returning a lot of guys. Washington's actually coming over to Rutgers this year, so that's another name I got to star in front of the Pac-12 team. Uh, Hoping to catch Utah while I'm out there. Uh, So finally getting... Another one of those elusive conferences, as far as credentials goes, is something that I'm looking forward to. And Arizona State, you know, have we, Joe, have you watched any of Bollage? Mm -hmm. He's on my list this week. He's on my list. Wow, man. That dude's a wrecking ball. So if we get a chance to see him, I'm really excited for that just because he will just run right through guys. He is a wrecking ball style runner a uh, really excitable Tate when you sit down and watch him. So he's kind of like the main event guy. If I do make a Westeros trip who I'm looking forward to see.
2: Yeah. Um, I am, you know, we're obviously, everything's a little bit contingent here on, on some finalizing some details, but we feel pretty good about the itinerary we have. Uh, and so, you know, Kyle, you just ripped off, uh, oh gosh, a dozen, 10, 12 schools that are, uh, relatively close to me. So I, I really have aspirations to get to, you know, the Clemson, the, uh, the Georgia and Tennessee and, uh, and South Carolina. And uh, you know, obviously North Carolina, I feel really good about, um, but uh, you know, if all goes well, we'll be able to get out to Oklahoma, hopefully this year and, and get to see, uh, you know, all the, all the great talent uh, that Oklahoma state has to offer. And um, we'll see if, we'll see if our, if our borders are able to push to uh, USC and get a game in at the Rose bowl. So, those are things that we're targeting. We feel, we feel good about Um, it's contingent, but uh, we are really getting an an opportunity to get eyes on the, the biggest programs on in college football, build our connections and, and bring, bring a a level of analysis that uh, we think is going to be great for consumers of NDT scouting.
1: Yeah. And let me interject there real quick. I got three thoughts off the top of my head. So if I don't give you three, you have to quiz me and we need to make sure we get them all out. Um, one, you mentioned the Rose Bowl. Is that like your dream place to go watch a football game? You know, I, I really want to get to the Rose
2: Bowl. I'm really – the one is Neyland Stadium. That's where I want to get. Box
1: check, baby. You've been there, yeah. Yeah, I got to see uh, – it was Thanksgiving weekend. I think it was 2013, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, when uh, Cordell Patterson and Justin Hunter and uh, Tyler Bray – uh, the, all those guys were on the roster there, so uh, that was a, a good team. It was a fun fun performance for Tennessee. Uh, they won big that year. Corderell Patterson showed out really well. Um, number two, I'm hoping to get to the Swamp this year. That's one of my bucket list stadiums. Uh, got a got a game circled with a, a high-profile rivalry matchup. So, as Joe mentioned, this is all contingent on credentials, but between the direction that MDT scouting's going and uh, – you know, working with the FanRag Sports Network and, and the opportunities that FanRag is going to provide us, we feel really good about uh, meeting you know the, the required requirements for credentials for all these schools. Uh, and then my last point that I want to make real quick is I want to talk about why this is important, right? Like why why go to a game? You know, you, you get a lot of guys who well, would rather sit at home and watch football from twelve to twelve or twelve to two. And watch 14 hours of college football on a Saturday. Uh, but you there, it's a couple of layers here. Because when you go to a program, and if you are uh, responsible and smart, you'll get there early. And you get an opportunity to talk to people while you're there. Uh, and just talk to people familiar with the program. And make friends with people, um, you know chit chat before the game talk to you know maybe somebody in the athletic department that's familiar with the players kind of gives you a better idea of who these players are first of all uh, another value is sitting up in the box well i've sat next to media guys i've sat next to guys with serious xm radio shows that i've followed up and actually gotten on their shows as a result sitting next to them i've sat next to nfl scouts i'm standing next to nfl scouts down on the field uh, talking to them about the players during warm-ups and what they're what they think of players. So you get to pick a lot of people's brains that are involved in this profession. And the opportunity to do that, like, Joe, you talked up Taco Charlton last year, and uh, you were on him before I was. And then I went out to Iowa, and I'm standing there wa- watching Taco Charlton go through some warm-up stuff, and there's uh, an AFC scout standing next to me, and I, I asked him you know, about Taco, and he, he was like, Dude, this guy's a stud. He's going to be an absolute stud player. Uh, we we think he has the a legitimate chance to be a first round draft selection. Well, guess what? Taco Charlton went in the first round, Dallas Cowboys. So, um, and then and then obviously the the actual scouting component of this is is it gives you so much more if you know how to watch a game than watching it on TV. And what I mean by that is when you're watching a game live in person. You have two ways to go about it. You can either specifically single out a player and say, I'm going to watch a player on this play. I'm going to watch a player on this possession and I want to see what he gives me. Or, and this is the way I prefer to watch live games, you're looking at the the bigger overhang. You're looking at the offense and the defense from a macro viewpoint. And you can see so much more clearly when you can see the entire field uh, as the offense ebbs and the defense flows You see players that are in position or out of position. A player that's out of position will really stand out. A player that's moving at a faster speed than everybody else on the field really stands out. You know, you can really identify those things when you're live and you're seeing the full field of action. And it gives you a whole different context. And then you start writing players' numbers down. And then you might be three possessions into a game and you might realize, I wrote number 50's number down 10 times already. And uh, it's a great way to scout And let the players come to you instead of so many times when we're doing specific player evaluation, we pick a player and we just watch that player play in and play out versus letting the play on the field come to us and tell us who we should be watching.
2: Yeah, guys that we're considering for NFL positions need to be impacting college football games significantly, right? Uh, so I think that's a, a really good point. I, I almost love games. I enjoy games more when I'm not looking for anything specifically and I let it come to me. Uh, that's hard to do because, you know, there's names that are buzzy and you, you want to be well versed on them. But, uh, you know, you don't you don't want to miss the uh, the guys that are just, uh, you know, making the big impact that aren't the big names that you know about that are still good football players. Kyle, um, we are are really Producing a lot of content right now between the two of us on FanRag Sports and NDT Scouting. What do you have coming down uh, the pipeline that, to tell the people about that uh, to be looking for over the next few days?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, looking to get a couple more big-name players, big-name seniors in. Uh, if I ever get a chance uh, to get ahead of schedule, I would love <laughs> to look at uh, an underclassman or two. And start Mm -hmm. doing some film stuff. But right now, really locked in on the seniors, really setting the foundation of the class. Uh, But there's a lot of high-profile guys I haven't done yet. Uh, Guys like Mason Rudolph, uh, still waiting to be done. Uh, Harold Landry from Boston College, the pass rusher. Uh, a lot, all, all the pass rushers. I haven't done a single pass rusher because I'm waiting for one of you or John Ledyard to collect the bio stuff on these guys, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the, the sucker that's collecting the bio information for you guys to copy-paste for all of them. So you guys heard it here. As soon as either John or Joe does a pass rusher that's a premium <laughs> pass rusher, uh, I will do one, but I'm sitting on my hands. I'm not going to be that guy.
2: Fair enough. The the man has spoken. Um, We're 13 days into this. So the foundation, I mean, we're just we're pouring concrete, man. This is a lot of work to do. Uh, We've got ninety nine total players that we're covering over the next three months and we've got a, a follow-up list of 25 or 30 that I hope that we're able to get to as well. So really laying a nice foundation for you on NDT scouting. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at uh, Ballage this week. I've got uh, Trey Marshall, the Florida State safety on my list for this week. Duke Ajaya for the Wake Forest edge at Ed Paris, the LSU cornerback. Uh, all on all, all my target here over the rest of this week. Uh, so I'm looking to uh, to put all that out for everyone on NDTScouting.com. John Owning's got me some great uh, content as well coming out on FanRag Sports. So stay plugged in. Stay connected. We are we are working hard, and uh, we are uh, really hoping that you are enjoying uh, all the ways that you can follow our content and, and allow us to establish our voices. So we appreciate your listenership and your readership. Uh, make sure you're staying connected. Kyle uh, is on Twitter, uh, at NDTScouting. I am on Twitter at the Joe Marino. We've got a Facebook, facebook.com slash NDT scouting and NDT scouting's Twitter handle is NDT scouting LLC. So make sure you are plugged in on all of those vehicles. Make sure you're hitting subscribe on whatever podcast podcast, uh, resource you like Podbean, iTunes, Audio Boom. I like Audio Boom the best, but that's just me. Um, hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you are staying connected to what we are doing. And uh, we promise if you stay connected, you are going to be more than ready for the NFL draft next April, we presume. Uh, we're going to be back again for you on Friday, three times a week, not going away. Uh, for Kyle Krabs, I am Joe Marino. This is the Draft Dudes Podcast. We'll see you on Friday.